Okay, let's see what's news today. Uh, the morning paper blues, huh? Oh, bad, bad, worse. Wait. Uh-oh. No, good news. The General Assembly in Richmond is working on a law to help Dominion Energy customers. If it passes, it's going to lower the cost of electricity. Uh, let me see. Right here. Wow, you're right. It saves Dominion Energy customers at least $350 million. Is it law? Mm, not yet, but I sure hope it passes. Great. Now pass me the comics. Legislation being considered by the Virginia General Assembly strengthens regulatory oversight and saves customers at least $350 million. That means a savings of about $6 to $7 a month for the average residential user, according to the State Corporation Commission, the agency that regulates utilities in Virginia. It's common sense rate relief that helps us continue doing what we do best, meeting the needs of our customers. To take action, visit dominionenergy.com forward slash rate relief. Paid for by Dominion Energy. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, introducing the greatest top 10 show, The Movie Mount Rushmore, featuring the one AJ Anthony Jordan, the UK's favorite film critic, Nico Duro, the silver screen dude. Hey screeners, bonjour, hello, how are you doing? Good day, bienvenido, salut, willkommen, willkommen, uh, hi, uh, sawadee kap, ohayou gozaimasu, konnichiwa, no, that's the same language. Um, it works though, because I've said like, hi, good day, <laughs> how's it going? Chesh, in Polish, I should probably know that one, that should have been the first one I go with. Should have. But yeah, there you Ciao. go. Ciao, which I've realised is hi and goodbye. Ciao. Um, Arun sawat, there you go. We're actually more versed than I thought we were, but yeah. <laughs> I don't realize, dudes, screeners, dudettes, people of the Silver Screen Nation. That was our foreign welcome for the films that have been remade from a foreign original. Yes. That's, yeah, that's the best. That was the worst way to introduce it. But it really was. It and introduce us. Yes. I am the one AJ, and Jordan. <laughs> I am Nico Lero. Sorry, El Antonio. No, we won't go there. <laughs> Antonio Jordan. Exactly. Anyway, it could go on for days and we'd never actually get anywhere further than that. Mm. So, this was an interesting one. Yes. And I'll tell you why. Because when the topic first came up, I was like, you know what? I'm going to go as clear as I was on the day. Yeah. Fuck it. No. Because what instantly came into my head was a lot of the French remakes that I have seen. I'm looking at Taxi and Le Visiteur. Bad. And both were nowhere near. And I'm going to put it out there because I stopped halfway. Dinner for Schmucks. Yeah, Dinner des Cons, absolutely. Like, those are three French classics in the world of comedy. Yeah. However, when created in an American version... Not were, so good. Yeah. Not so good. Not so good, and I'll even go as far as terrible on some. I'd agree. Yeah, it was really bad. <laughs> I, so I, I would like, second that. Let's do that. But, on the flip, I was pleasantly surprised by some others in doing this. So this Wait. is more of a... I, I'm, I'll be honest, I can't say like, yes, I saw every original remake, you know, original out there based on this but that I would be a lie yeah no I, I just, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm not here to lie to you guys so I'll be like okay but the American version I saw was good decent yeah really good and you know makes me interested to see what was out there before yeah that's kind In of time. a full disclaimer on this one isn't it because I don't think pff, looking at anything on my list I could you must have had maybe one or two, one or two. maybe yeah. one or two but for the most part, I don't think there's a lot I could say, yeah, these are all better than the originals. <laughs> no, I will not. Uh, that I will not say. No. In no there's one yeah. or two which I'm like, I think that's an improvement on. 
in all honesty. But a lot of them, doesn't matter which country of origin they originated from, I'd say these are the sort of 10 where I'd be like, unlike Taxi and Dinner for Schmucks and Le Visiteur, they're not shit. Yeah. They're actually quite good. Yeah, exactly. I'm not comparing them in quality to the originals, but I'm saying, by the way, these great movies As come, film, from, yeah. come from alternate source material. Some of them might shock you. I, I legit was shocked. <laughs> I was like, huh? What? No, no, come again, excuse me. So, you know, oh, as the gigs says, excuse me, what pardon? That's my best way of telling people I'm shocked. So it, it was an interesting journey. And as you said, I won't say they're better, but some of them are like, wow. I need to see what the original saying because you you're a heavy hitter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're a heavy hitter. So that that that's that. Um, yeah. So this is in honor of the okay. top ten best remakes of based foreign on films the film that we have on, coming out. It's the upside, isn't it? The upside. I think that was which it. is um, Brian Cranston and based Kevin on Hart. Um, Le, Les Intouchables. Yes, which is actually a, a real life story at, at the same time. But um, yeah. Very interesting. So before I go into my numero dies and numero days and Top number 10. Nico, would you like to explain how the movie Mount Rushmore works? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. English of you. Yeah. <laughs> so for those of you tuning in for the first time, thank you so much for joining us. Please be sure to give this podcast a rating on iTunes. Hit that subscribe button so you can get the podcast every single Sunday when it releases. How does the movie Mount Rushmore work? AJ and I each get assigned a topic. We go our separate ways. We make our individual top 10s and we come back in studio and deliver to you, the Silver Screen Dudes, our individual top 10s. AJ will go first delivering his bottom three, I will then deliver my bottom three, AJ will deliver his next two, I will deliver my next two, and then we will trade one apiece. If at any time, while we are running off our lists, one person has a movie in a higher position, that person will say... Hunt! And we will talk about that movie when we get to the higher position. Once we have both delivered our individual top tens, we will create the movie Mount Rushmore. These are the four quintessential diverse must-see movies of this genre with the sole purpose of edutaining you. That is what we do. That is what we do indeed. I just want to make a side note quickly. You know how this list is going to prove something? Because there's one thing I really don't like. It's among... You and me love all sorts of cinema. Yeah. Be it art house, blockbuster, whatever. We like all cinema. If it's a movie, we'll watch it. Unless it's got Will Ferrell. Do you know what? I don't know. Not this week. Next week, I'm going to shock the world. Uh, in, a few in a few weeks alright we'll get to that <laughs> but yeah no, but no, no. for the most part the thing yeah, I hear 95% amongst, a lot of people are not like you and me they won't just go and watch anything they've got either genres or specific types of cinema that they like so you've got people who are not interested in art house will just watch the blockbusters you've got people who are the direct opposite now power to anyone who wants to go and support the independent film industry much like we do but there's one thing that annoys the shit out of me that I hear from people is when they say Ah, oh, everything in Hollywood now is just franchises, sequels, prequels, reboots, and remakes. What happened to the good old original movies? The amount of people who pull out movies that they are not even aware are remakes. I think this list is going to make a lot of people go, "Shit, really, really." I think. You know, I was wondering where you're going with Scarface is a prime one. Everyone always says that Scarface. That shit's a fucking remake from a 1930s movie from Howard Hughes. Yeah. You know? Yeah. People are not even aware of what they like being a remake, which is because they're not edutained, and that's what we're here for. But I'd also like to say on that side note, don't just look at all the trailers and movie posters that are lambasted all over your city. Actually, jump on one of the 
cinema applications or go on the cinema listings and go through them all. I guarantee you there is not a time in history where there has been more original content being made in cinema. Guarantee it. Because that's a fact. Because there's no more, there's never been a time in history where more movies are being made than there are now. Literally. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. No, no. I, I get where you're going. I Let's get where you're prove going. prove a point here. Let's have some fun. And bearing in mind where, you know, we're building up to all of the summer blockbusters already. Yeah. Right? Let's have a fucking experiment here. Let's not look at Cineworld Wembley because it's a small one. Let's, <laughs> let's look, no, because it's small. No, no, no. It's right, not going to have a broad spectrum. Let's look at Cineworld Wandsworth, one of the big hitters, yeah? How to Train Your Dragon, franchise. That fits the argument. Green Book, original movie. Can You Ever Forgive Me, original movie. Escape Room, original. Vice, original. Mary, Queen of Scots, original. Glass, franchise. Elita, based on source material which you could say I'll give you franchise if you want to call it franchise second act original uh, then we have got a few Indian movies which I'm not familiar with I'm going to assume they're original I would like to think so The Mule original A Dog's Way Home original Mary Poppins Returns franchise The Favourite original Stan and Ollie original Aquaman franchise Bumblebee franchise Spider-Man franchise Ralph franchise Lego movie franchise Instant movie original and you I uh, think that's the last. I think that's enough, though. But you see what I'm saying? There's enough on there where you've heard me go original, 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 original. Of course there's a lot of remakes out there, because guess what? Pointing to the microphone now, and pointing to you guys listening, too many of you guys are the ones who go and support these movies which you say you claim to hate on. They're fun. There's no reason to hate on them just because they're popular, but leave out the statement of there's no original content being made. I've literally just proven to you at a time when Captain Marvel is a month away. We're literally gearing up to a roller coaster of summer franchises and there's the cinema's full of original content. And I can even speak for you and me. Of all the ones we've just said, we've seen more of the franchise stuff than the original yeah, content. No, no, 100%, 100%. 100%. 100%. That's what gets digested by the silver screen dudes, which is fine. That's what ed- entertains you guys, but that's what the podcast is for, edutainment to movies you wouldn't be aware of. Yeah. Indeed. Indeed. Now, there's my rant for the week. No. I always do one. <laughs> it might be more. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe more. Okay. This film, I Not bet a lot of people didn't know what it fits so well into it. Um, Tom Cruise. Mm-hmm. Vanilla Sky. I didn't even know that was a remake. Yeah, Bang. based on the Spanish film Abre los Ojos, which is Open Your Eyes. Okay. Which, when I, even when I was like, shouldn't that have been Eyes Wide Shut then? That should have been the remake, like yeah. name for name wise, but I don't know why. Yeah, Vanilla Sky is a I've remake. I've never seen it. Funny enough, Penelope Cruz was, was in, in the, the original. original as well as. So the original was in 1997, this. and the remake was in 2001. It's been a while since I've seen it as well, actually. Um, it's the story of a wealthy guy who has it all, the women, the lifestyle, and then his life takes an interesting spin. It's a very, it's a kind of a confusing movie, because you don't know if it's emotional, Dreams. comedy. <laughs> it, it has that. Some people even call it a bit of sci-fi. Right, okay. I was confused as fuck. Okay. <laughs> we're on patchy now <laughs> it doesn't help but that was a, an original remake which is an original, an original remake how do you make one a of remake those? of an original a remake of an original from Spain to um, America with do Tom we Cruise know, and... I might be throwing you under the bus here do we know who directed the Spanish I 
don't, don't. If you don't, don't. Based I mean, on Abia, Alejandro Amenbar and Mateo Gil. I hope they're not the writers of the book. <laughs> <laughs> you may be throwing me under the bus. Um, to be fair, I don't know any of the directors no. of my foreign films, so I no. don't even know one. No. <laughs> no, 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 but yeah. So, I mean, it was, a, it was a decent film for its time. You know, it had a strong cast. Cameron Diaz, Penelope Cruz, Tom Cruise, Kurt nice. Russell. Yeah. So, it was a... Interesting one. I wouldn't go too much because I might completely fuck up the movie because of my history on that one. <laughs> but yeah. Cool. Yeah. Who remembered that being a... a or who was know. aware. Okay, this one. Now, as you said, the world is full of it now. Where's the originals? So let's go back to 1959 with <laughs> Marilyn Monroe, Some Like It Hot. That is a punt and a half. Okay, cool. Fair enough. Nine! Do you know... Yeah... The other ones really, I really enjoyed. I, I enjoyed some like it hot, but it wasn't one of my damn movies. Go. All right, go. Oh yeah, my my last one. This one, you were going to be like, how could you put Marilyn Monroe at number nine? And this is your number eight. But I had very fond memories of this as a kid, and that's why it stands up. Have you ever seen Oscar, the Sylvester Stallone 1991 movie? Okay, it's there's actually a French version in 1967 as well. No shit. Oscar is the story of. How um, could you put that number nine? <laughs> I love this film. It has um, Spider Man, Aunt May, the current one. How have I gone blank? Oh my god. Marissa Tomei. Thank you. I, went Marissa blank. Tomei. I was like, whoa, yeah. Sylvester hot Stallone. Hot yeah, exactly. Hot <laughs> Sylvester Stallone, Marissa Tomei, Tim Curry. Those are the three that I really remember from this film. Sylvester Stallone is a mob boss who decides he wants to go straight. Right. So this is like his last day and. You know, last day as a mob guy, and he's going straight. He wants to open a bank and do everything. Of course, in he does. this day, in this time, everything possible to try and bring him down and spin him around comes up. the The FBI are investigating him. He's he's a counter that's trying to convince. Like all of his guys around him are trying to do mob stuff. He's like, "No, we're going straight." And I'm like, "Sorry, boss." Um, the guy who was the cop in the mask, who was after Jim Carrey, the detective. Oh, him. Yeah, yeah. He's, not going to know his name, no, but yeah. He, he's what, like, he's Sylvester Stallone's left-hand guy. And then one of his daughters is going to get, has now announced that she's pregnant for Oscar. And Sylvester Stallone is like, who's Oscar? He's like, he was your chauffeur. I'm going to kill him. And there was this whole story of trying to pin down Oscar. Right. And this guy's actually impersonating Oscar. Right. It is one of the maddest And the guy is Stallone's right-hand man. No, it's not a right-hand man. It's just, the ex-chauffeur and he's on the hunt for Oscar so as much as he's trying to go straight his gangster okay. side is still yeah. like I'm gonna kill you yeah, yeah, yeah but there are so many different stories that are all intertwined in this it, when I watched it recently I felt it was very slow to build up right but give it a shot it is one of the best comedies I've seen still it sounds it. good yeah it was actually really funny you know and oh, it's really good it, I really enjoyed Oscar no that I, sounds I, I, need to, I need to see the French version because uh, again that sort of thing French, French would do yeah, well yeah they, they know how to deliver their comedy so those are my bottom three sir okay so my first entry is a remake of a Japanese film okay actually fun fact potentially could be a fun fact my bottom three are all remakes of Japanese films <laughs> We'll start with the remake from Akira Kurosawa's Yojimbo, and it's Clint Eastwood in A Fistful of Dollars. You have mentioned that before. Yes. You have mentioned that before. Well played. Now, you wouldn't think... A Western. That... No, but you no. wouldn't think that, like, that trilogy, 
that highly regarded yeah. spaghetti western tri- trilogy, you know, a fistful of dollars for a few dollars more, and the good, the bad, yeah, and the yeah, ugly. Yeah. You wouldn't think that first one's a no. remake. No. Bro, the heat on this that Kurosawa threw at Sergio Leone, they even asked Kurosawa, who was at the premiere of Fistful of Dollars, they were like, what did you think of it? He was like, well, it was a really good version of my movie. (laughs) 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 Which he he sued the living hell out of him. I don't, you feel bad for saying good, but you have to say good because, you know, like, don't rip people off, you know. Copyright infringement is there. Yeah, but there's ripping off. This went to new levels of ripping off. This is scene for scene, the Ooh. same movie. It's just in a different setting. It's that instead of samurai, you got a cowboy. It's literally the I same hate, damn hate, thing. I and I just thought, you know what? Of all of the Spaghetti Western trilogy, it's probably my least favourite of the three. I'm that guy who prefers number two over number three. And now everyone's like, oh, number three, number three. You know, good, bad, and the ugly. Mm. I prefer for a few dollars more. I love that one. Um, but you wouldn't think that how, you know, the platform of Sergio Leone and Clint Eastwood was founded on a, a Japanese movie. <laughs> not just a Japanese a movie, movie, but founded on a Japanese movie they ripped off illegally. <laughs> that is, yeah, 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 yeah. That's mad. Like, they didn't get consent for this. Like, all the others on my list is like, sorry, may we? And it's like, dozzle, run with it. Mm-hmm. This was like, no, 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 no. We're going to hope no one's seen this and it just, your Jimbo just happens to be one of the greatest Japanese films ever made. So even if you're not Japanese, chances are you would have even have heard of the name Yojimbo. Yeah, no, it's true. It's true. kind of stupid <laughs> when you think about it. It's like, don't rip off Japanese cinema. It's usually quite good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I get, you know, sometimes it's like that. With, I, I feel that with French cinema as well. Yeah. You know, they, deli- you know, put it this way. I say that because those are the two that I'm familiar with. However, foreign cinema is very good. You know, like, of course it is. Wait, anytime you watch an original, like what was it I saw? I think it was a Thai movie. Oh, that's some the good. Bio, the, the Bodyguard, which is like a comedy. Nick Cage. No, 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 no. Oh, that's Bangkok Dangerous. That wasn't. Yeah, it, but, but the comedy was, you know, it was really good. It was called The Body, and I, yeah, I had a really good laugh with it. Thai comedy is on point. Yeah, it is on point. Um, my number nine, another Japanese movie, horror. The Ring. The Ring. Okay. Unfortunately, I haven't seen The Ring, but you know, that, that's we based on Rings, and... which wasn't so good. <laughs> yeah, I remember you saying like, no, 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 you have to check it, which I still haven't had the chance to as yet. But I'm... I get it, because that Rings movie wasn't very good. <laughs> <laughs> You're not giving me much to work with it. Yeah, I no, get you. Good. It's like, no, AJ's a long-standing I don't do horror stuff. And you got off lightly this year, last year. Because mm. you just did the top 10 horrors. It was meant to be a month of entertaining you. It, it didn't happen. Sure. Didn't happen. I'm going to hold this to you. No, no, no. It's we'll going to happen eventually. But, yeah, I said, oh, come on. It's on. A, it's based on a good franchise. The Ring is a great movie. Maybe this will be good. No, it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> no, it wasn't. But the original, The Ring, which is a remake of the Japanese film Ringu, I, I mean, they're serious. both they're both scary, but Ringu's all sorts of fucked up. Like, this is a complete urban legend, but all of the Japanese believe this, is that in Ringu, there's actually footage of real ghosts in that. That's It's an urban myth. But when you see it, you're like, hmm. Do you know what? There's another film that's on my honourables. 
that has an urban myth of a ghost on set. So I, I understand that some people do have. Like, it, but when you, but it's not. The thing is, is that what what fucked me up is that I watched it with my friend Takuya in uh, in Thailand. He's the one who first showed me Ringu, and he's like, "This movie have real ghost in it." I was like, "Yeah, of course it does, Taku." And he showed it to me, and he paused it at certain moments, and the ghost, the supposed real ghost, isn't like the main character. It's nothing to do with the story. It's they were apparently filming in some haunted ass locations, and he said, "Pause," and he said, "Look in the background. Tell me what the fuck that is." I, legitimately, the way he showed it to me, I was like. Oh shit! Uh, I don't have an explanation <laughs> for that. Yeah, I get you. I get you. Interesting. But I mean, you all know the story of the ring. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Seven days, you die. Yeah. You watch this videotape, and in seven days, you die. And you came up with a brilliant solution when we were watching it. You said, "Don't answer the phone." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a. You're breaking the illusion, AJ. Do you know what? Obviously, I don't even wait if it's a remake. Fuck it, it's a remake, right? But last night, coincidentally. We were watching... No, we weren't watching. My dad happened to be watching Ghost. It just happened to be on TV. Oh, what? Swayze. Swayze oh, and gosh. Whoopi Goldberg. Like, and there's a point where Whoopi Goldberg is convincing Demi Moore that Patrick Swayze is there and he's, yeah, he's yeah. behind the door telling her what she's wearing and that. And he's like, throw a penny. As she throws the penny, Patrick Swayze is now moving the coin and lifting it up. as like a penny for good luck or something, right? Yeah, yeah. At that point, I just looked at the door and I was like, so why didn't you just unlock the door if you can touch metal? Yeah. <laughs> it was like, good point. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was one of those moments of, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Legit. Stop breaking the illusion, AJ. <laughs> Sometimes it happens. My number eight is, I think, let me just go through my list. Is it the last? Yes, it's the last Japanese entry on here. This, from the bottom. From considering the top is also... Japanese remix, huh? Mm-hmm. You said it's the last of the Japanese. Didn't you say your... A bottom three. Your bottom three, but didn't you say your top three were also Japanese? No. Oh. No. Why not say? No. Um, yeah, so this is it. Um, Magnificent Seven, which is, of course, the remake of Seven Samurai from Akira okay. Kurosawa. Okay. Again, apparently Hollywood likes Kurosawa. <laughs> I wonder why. Because he's a fucking genius. I'm surprised you left another Japanese one off. But it's coming. Have you got me covered? I hope so. Well, I should do. Didn't I'm you? telling yeah. you legitimately now, I don't have any more Japanese on here. Okay. So cool. I hope you've got it covered. Yeah. All right, cool. I hope you're not being racist to mixing up Japanese and Chinese. I'm 95% sure this is a Japanese movie. Oh, I hope it's 5% wrong and we can have a laugh. <laughs> <laughs> Let it be. Oh. I, I'm, yeah, I'm very sure. It's my number seven, so yeah, we can. Magnificent <laughs> seven. <laughs> so, speaking of seven, um, <laughs> It is the story in the West, <laughs> as in, in Hollywood, as opposed to the Japanese version, which is all samurais, of a group of ragtag misfits who band together to save a town from an evil money-grabbing tyrant who's ruining all the town in all sorts of ways, killing people, yada, yada, yada. And these guys get together, basically go to war with him. Now, I don't care if you want to take the old one with Steve McQueen and... Uh, uh, Yul Brenner and James Coburn or you know people hate on the Denzel one I actually had a laugh with the Denzel one review on uh, on our YouTube channel check it out it's actually quite a good laugh and it had a good cast around it too Ethan Hawke was in it reunion from training days they had um, Vincent, Vincent Donofrio in it Chris Pratt was in it it had a decent cast yeah, yeah. to it I enjoyed it but yeah group of 
men, manly men, men. <laughs> proper manly men of the West. Yes. <laughs> and just getting together to save a town. It's, it's a large scale, small movie, if that makes sense. It's yeah. all very self-contained, yeah. isn't it? I like them all. doesn't matter if it's Seven Samurai or the, either yeah, of the Magnificent yeah. Sevens. They're good films. None as good as Seven Samurai, though, side note. Fair enough. But there you go again with the traditional... Yeah. You know. See, a foreign film, foreign cinema is something to be appreciated. It really is. Okay. Don't be put off by subtitles, kids. Do you know what? Hey, shame the devil, as they say. My brother was very anti... Or anti. Before I throw it out there for the Americans as well. Subtitles in the film. And recently he's like, you know what? Nath? Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm doing like, shade at you. <laughs> He's like, you know what? I don't mind actually catching subtitles at the end of a film and going for it, you know? So He's now on board with foreign cinema. Sometimes subtitles piss me off, though, because they don't give they you don't direct comedy. Yeah. Yeah. But, hey, it happens. And, you know, again, I, I put this with Taxi. Like, you laugh, but you know it's not the direct translation. And Yeah. No, Taxi in French is... Classic. It's something classic. else. Absolute classic. Right, you're number seven. Apparently, we're staying in the Far East. Yes. Godzilla. Ah, very good. Yes. Godzilla. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> Thank you. It was Japanese. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah. This one, obviously, time. I was give it time. Which one are we talking? The 1933 one? Yeah. Well, to be fair, I don't know of another Japanese remake. I'm, I'm talking original Godzilla. As uh, opposed to like all the new stuff we've had. Yeah. Which, in itself, is based on the Japanese character. Yeah, exactly. Which, by the way, that new Godzilla movie, well, came out two years ago. Fucking love it. I'm the weird guy who loved that film. It's too slow, you don't see Godzilla. But the payoff at the end. <laughs> oh! <laughs> the plasma breath. But this is the thing, is that... Godzilla is a major franchise, yeah. and there are many versions. You could even go ninety nine. Some people would appreciate it. Some would hate it. Majority hate it. But it's there. It's not Godzilla. <laughs> it wasn't. It was weird. It was like mixing Jurassic Park and Godzilla, and this. It was like someone saw the mother. end of Jurassic Park two, and when oh, we could do that. That's what we don't. Film. Have, yeah, we don't have the rights to Jurassic, so let's see if we can get the rights to Godzilla. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, because it's been a while since that started. Yeah. Ridiculous. Bit of a myth. But yeah, didn't even look like Godzilla. Looked like a big fucking T Rex. No, this is the problem. This was the problem. It just Literally, many... did not look like Godzilla. The new one, however, that shit was that Godzilla. That was Godzilla. Yeah. That was Godzilla. Yeah, exactly. So, that's the story of Godzilla, but had to get that one in there. In this original one, though, he's a villain, isn't he? Yes. Yeah, like, yeah, he destroys yeah, shit, yeah. and their aim is to take him down. This is which it. is not Godzilla! Mm. <laughs> hey, oh, well, Godzilla's maybe we're guy. not. No. The original says Godzilla's a bad guy. Godzilla's a good guy. <laughs> yeah, we, we like to think of Godzilla as a good guy. He's definitely a good guy. Okay, that was my number seven. Your number six. The Big Job, from 1965. Never heard of it. Never had I. Right. In 1999, we, my friend, call it Blue Streak. Shut up! Blue Streak is a fucking remake of a British comedy. No Apparently it's a way. group of people who have gone to prison and come out and find it. I think you've got the classics like Sid James in there and stuff like that. No yes, way! I am dying Sidney to see James it. Sidney James is in it? Yeah. Oh, I'm all over <laughs> Exactly. I was like, no way. And the Brits in the 60s knew how to do good comedy. Uh, carry on. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. So I, I'm, I'm actually really stoked to see this. But... 
okay, I've put it in there as opposed to a group. It, you know, Blue Streak that we know is the story of uh, a crook who steals a diamond. He hides it in this place that's being built at the time. Gets caught. Gets caught. He knows he's going to get caught, so he hides it in this building that's under construction. Goes to prison, does his time. He's smiling because he's like, yep, I'm going to go and get this. Goes to pick it up. Fuck, it's a police station. Yeah. <laughs> and it's the whole story of having to pretend to be a cop, to, I, which I don't know if the original does. I don't know how they go about it, but I'm guessing this is... But it's... But it, yeah. 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 But that's the premise awesome. of a criminal who's, you know, trying to get a diamond. Blue Streak, yeah, pun intended here, but it really is a hidden gem. It... <laughs> 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 no, but it is. It doesn't get as much credit as it deserves. It, it, it really, really doesn't. Yeah. It's such a solid action yeah. comedy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so good. Yeah. And it's one of those things because Martin Lawrence is a guy I normally would call. <laughs> kind Man. of like what I said in the in our <laughs> in our group, the backup dancer. He's never the main guy no. to me. You know, any film I've appreciated him, whether it be life where Eddie Murphy's still... He's co, but Eddie Murphy is the lead. You yeah. know, Bad Boys, he's co, but Will Smith is the lead. He's never the main guy. However, Blue Streak, where he was... I hated Big Mama's House. It's not my kind of comedy. I just find yeah. it... It's a, it's a rip-off of Nutty Professor. Completely. Best, you know? And it's just not for me. However, Blue Streak, he deserves his credit. Yeah. And, yeah. Martin Lawrence was the man in that. And he had brilliant comedic timing. Yeah. Yeah, and everyone's like, "Yeah, of course you had." And it's stand-up comic. I'm like, "Have you seen Run Till That? It ain't funny." Listen, no, 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 no. And I will always say this, and a lot of people will attack me for this. I love Chris Rock. Well, I'm going to go with the one that is very most people I agree with. I love Chris Rock as a stand-up comedian. His films were very average. Yeah, New Jack City was a long time ago. But even that, he, <laughs> he is in compared to the rest of the film. Yeah. Let's not mention it. Furthermore. I, and this is where the heat's going to come, and I know you agree with me, though. Kevin Hart doesn't overly do it for me in the film. No. I enjoy the films. All the, the comedy. The films I've enjoyed from him, he's not necessarily he's the main the bit. Feel Like a Man, um, Jumanji, all of these films that I could say I like, it's not because of Kevin Hart. No. Just putting it out there. No. So, you know, I know he's got that wide fan base of who love him for stand-up, but I don't think he's filmed all that. I think people who like Kevin Hart are people who like KSI. <laughs> They're a mix. There's a mix. I don't you get, everyone, yeah, can you yeah, see yeah, the correlation? Well, yeah, I can. That's what I can yeah, again, but yeah, it, it's not for me. It's not for me. Nor me. Nor me. My number seven yeah. is an Italian film, Porfumo di Donna, which gave us the Al Pacino and Chris Donnell masterclass that is Scent of a Woman. Okay. You've seen it, I hope. You have seen Scent of a Woman. Sorry, I thought you were asking me if I'd seen the Italian original. No, no, no. I was no. going to be like, no, I haven't. No, I have seen Scent of a Woman. How good? One of, one of my favourite Pacino movies, if I'm at... It's the one that won him the Oscar. Yeah, there you go. No, he's, he's powerful in that. And it's become very trendy to hate on him in that, because it's like, oh, that's not the movie he should have got the Oscar for. Ergo, the way we're going to interpret it then now as a crowd is, oh, we're going to hate on the movie. Why? It's good. That's really weird, because, I mean, let's say I'm a big fan of Wolf of Wall Street... <laughs> the Revenant got Leo the Oscar. Yeah. Let's hate on The Revenant yeah. because it wasn't getting it in Wolf of Wall Street. Oh, it's just a pretty art house movie. Yeah. Have you seen how pretty it is? <laughs> yeah, come on. No, that, that's a top film. Yeah, no, Scent of a Woman. So it's the story of... It's basically Chris O'Donnell's story, actually. He's going to... I think he's going to uni, isn't he? And then he comes into touch with... Is it his uncle or is a friend of the family? I, I, I don't think they were related. It's been a while since I've seen no, it. No, they weren't related. They weren't, right. 
it's kind of similar to, I think, very similar to um, the upside in the fact that he's coming to. Was he an author? No, no, was no, no. Which, no, he wasn't. He was okay. a former military guy. Yeah, yeah there was gone. something in him that he had to come and hear the story, from what I remember. And he. Oh, no, he literally just decided, I'm going to get involved. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been, um, a, it's been a while, but I remember. No, it's really powerful. powerful. Pacino's blind, completely yeah. blind, and he plays a blind guy, and he's got, he uses all his senses, like, you know, touch, smell, and all that. Um, I mean, that scene with the tango is just, just wonderful. Yeah. Like, it is just so wonderful. Very, very good movie. Um, and yeah, it's about this unlikeliest of friendships that blossoms between a really hardened war veteran and this quite emotionally fragile young man and how they kind of rub off on each other, don't they? Yeah. Whereas yeah. the hardened man becomes a bit more soft and the softened guy gets a bit of a backbone behind him. Yeah, it's wonderful. And, Literally you know, it culminates in this sort of hammy university trial whereby Pacino basically enters and he's like, you got no evidence to prove he's done this wrong. Yeah, yeah. And that famous, ha! Ha! <laughs> <laughs> Very good. So that's my number seven, Sentable Woman. My number six, we're doing, we're doing big business now. There was a German film called The Trap Family, which gave us the Julie Andrews and Christopher Still Plummer so. classic... The Hills Are Alive with... The Sound of Music. Yeah. The Sound of Music is a motherfucking remake. Who would have thought? <laughs> Who would have thought? Don't a deer, a female deer, goddamn, I'm dropping like a gun. Because I tell you what, that movie, people hold it as like their greatest... Again. Their again, greatest again, musical where, of all time. Where, where's the originality like back in the day? Where was the originality back in the day? Not in Hollywood. <laughs> it was in <laughs> Germany. Exactly. Yeah. It's mad, isn't it? Yeah. To think that, that, I mean, I'm always going to be Mary Poppins over Sound of Music for Julie Andrews, but let's Likewise. not, right. let's not well, take let, anything yeah. away. It doesn't make it a shit movie or a non-classic. <laughs> no. <laughs> like, no. But the amount of classic songs in that film, Doe Dear, Female Dear, these are a few of my favourite things. Um, the Hills are alive with the sound of music. I am 16 going on 17. There's so much just vibrance yeah. from the time in that movie. Christopher Plummer was just so good in it. So good. And yet, it's a motherfucking remake. <laughs> <laughs> just saying. No, Literally, I, that I, should be our hashtag. Just saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Literally. Most definitely. Most definitely. Wow. Literally. It's a big one. Did you know about that one? No. Mad. No, I'm going to put it out there. You're right. number five. We're now this trading one, one apiece. Yeah, this one... We are familiar with. Um, we we what was it? I can't remember which one we brought it up for. But drop the name and I'll yeah. tell you. Oh boy. Ah uh, mate, I couldn't put it on. This was for Brolin. Yeah. No, it wasn't for Brolin. Bullshit. No, it wasn't Brolin. That's I can't remember what we were. It's the same one when we done the Martyr. Um, oh, what? Uh, Gore. Gore. That was yeah. It. <laughs> yeah. No, the original. How could we forget? It's not a bad movie though. It's not better than the original by any means. And it shouldn't even be mentioned in the same breath as the original. No, no, the original. That original. Korean movie is next level, mate. That Korean one is serious. That is <laughs> yeah. deep. Right? Yeah, that, that's a serious piece of movie. And again, I would highly recommend watching the original over. Yes. But they, I mean, again, if you've seen the Brolin one, you won't hate on it. Then you'll see the Korean one and you're like, mm, sit down. <laughs> but credit where it's due, it was 
it was a it was a decent movie. It, meh. Decent. Brilliant. Decent. Yeah. <laughs> you put that above your number nine. I did. Something like it. See, now we got beef. <laughs> Hot beef. <laughs> I can imagine that. I can imagine that. Okay. Your number five, sir. Oh, well, that's all again. Get a gift to old boy. Okay. Let <laughs> <laughs> me want to get into it. We, uh, yeah, I feel like we've done it last one. I think we've done it a few times because I think we've done it in. Did I mention? Did we mention it in Brolin as well? The story. You might have, yeah. Yeah, I mean. I think what happened is you mentioned it in Brolin and I shot you down and it's like, nah, 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 nah. Watch the original. to the gore. And funny enough, and the funny thing is, I'd actually seen the tail end of it on Channel 4 years ago. Oh, really? Before I'd seen the old boy. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember saying that, like, what the hell am I watching? You know, but I can't take my eyes off. Exactly. It's like a car wreck, isn't it? I shouldn't look, but I am. Why? Yeah. Is the body twisted? Oh, yeah. I didn't want to see that. Look again, little peek. <laughs> yeah, the story of a man who's been kidnapped for many years and then his kidnappers release him and he's trying to find his daughter and rebuild his Can family. we not talk about the daughter, please? No, no, no. It's I know. so but, wrong. As you just said, like, am I not going in deep just in case anyone had missed the previous ones? I've just given... Yeah, but my, my balls have just decided to jump back into my stomach now hearing that. Yeah. Oh, man. It's so wrong. Moving on. Moving on. Moving on. My number five is... We're going French now. It's a remake of... I, fuck, who was it who did... Um, on Dapar? I think it was Truffaut. I think it was Truffaut. Speaking of which, I've got a Truffaut book sitting right there next to Hitchcock. Yeah, I could look it up quickly. Fuck it. Um, I'm pretty sure it's Truffaut. If it's not, I'm really sorry. But it's La Cage au Folle, which... The Birdcage. The Birdcage. Not on your list? Because I'm aware that they're remixed, but I've seen neither, sadly. You haven't seen The Birdcage? Neither. Shame, oh, man. Shame, shame upon shame. I know it's meant to be... Uh, yeah. Nathan Lane and... Nathan Robin Lane Williams. and Robin Williams. Yeah. And this is, this is the role which Robin Williams always gets forgotten by. Forgotten about. Because, oh, man, it's so good. Literally, heart of the gay dis- dis- gay scene in Miami. They both run this cabaret club. Robin Williams is kind of like the producer slash manager of the whole club, whereas Nathan Lane is uh, the sort of the main act. You know, the, the sort of tra- yeah. the, the sort of cross dressing main act. Absolutely hysterical. Now that Robin Williams has a son from his previous marriage, straight as now they've got a great relationship. Yada yada yada. Um, they also have a very, very gay butler played by Hank Azaria, which it, who is just fantastic. Um, and as it would happen, the son is about to marry into a very, very hardline, conservative, very Catholic family. At the head of the family is Gene Hackman. <laughs> <laughs> you could just piece the pieces of the puzzle together, yeah. can't you? Like, okay. You really can. And so the son basically makes a request to Robin Williams, like, don't be gay. And he's like, the fuck are you asking of me? And he's like, I'm asking you for one night. Tone it down. Because <laughs> we're going to have a big family dinner. Now, Robin Williams is not entirely on board with that. Nathan Lane, as you can imagine, not at all on board with that. I mean, Na- Robin Williams is kind of like what you would call one of those gay guys where you look at him and you go, is he, isn't he? I'm not sure when he's not, you know, jazzing it up. Yeah. Nathan Lane, you can smell it coming from around the corner. And I say that with the highest of respect. No, no, no. But Watch the no, movie no, no, and you'll it, understand it, what I'm saying. How can I say? You have, put it this way, 
you have camp homosexuals and then you have homosexuals. Yeah. Neither are wrong. No. Neither are wrong. But if a guy, there's a guy who can come up to you and be like, oh, I'm gay. No judgment. Oh, really? And there yeah. are others you just know. Like, and oh, I'm, I'm sure gay. the no, really? LGBTQ community can accept that. That you know. And I know for a fact from homosexuals, I know homosexuals who can't stand camp homosexuals, and I know camp homosexuals who can't stand those who they think try to play it straight. Yeah. You know? So there is no offence in what you said. Either way, it's just the stereo... Not even stereotypes. It's the world we yeah. live in that we have to defend this shit. I know, but I'm sorry, it's just... It, it, people are too sensitive nowadays. I, I, you know, I, I, that's why I leave it. Yeah. People are too sensitive nowadays. And that's with anything, not just sexuality, colour, gender religion, everything. People are just too sensitive. Yeah. And that's where is it? You said the South Park babies. No, the PC babies. Yeah. 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 You know who you are. (laughs) If you're listening, don't unsubscribe. Just keep listening and tolerate. (laughs) Tolerate us the way we tolerate. (laughs) Exactly. We tolerate you. You can tolerate us. And that... And now he's up. You tolerate my homosexuality? No, it was no, not. No, no, no. <laughs> we tolerate the PC babies, is what we're yeah. saying. And if you unsubscribe, that means you're intolerant. Ah, gotcha. <laughs> no, because you're meant to be so politically correct. Accept people for who they are. Yeah. We don't hate, we just have observe. Our, yeah, exactly. <laughs> we observe. I think that's the best way But of basically, the whole movie builds up. Fuck, fuck the PC yeah. babies. The whole movie builds up to this dinner, the, right? This dinner. And it's slowly but surely the sun is sort of, you know, Grating away at Robin Williams, going, yeah, maybe change that, change that, change that. Till one, till at one point, Nathan Lane literally arrives back home, and their whole house, which was sort of this in-your-face, kind of tacky but kind of wonderful Art Nouveau, really, really like flash house, becomes just minimalist and tame and quite modern. <laughs> you just see Nathan Lane going home, and you hear off camera this. <laughs> what the fuck happened to our house? Question. We've been robbed. Question. <laughs> oh God, saying that. But but before you ask yeah. a question, this movie does have one of the most sincere, one of the most heartfelt moments in a movie ever. It's when Nathan Lane basically says, "I can't handle it anymore, and I'm about and I'm and I'm leaving." Do you want to spoil it, or should they watch it and feel it? I, I, I won't spoil anything. I'm just going to say bus stop scene where Robin Williams chases after him, sits him down and gives this speech about how much he loves him. And he's not over camp. He's not playing it as a homosexual. He's playing it as a human. And it's just, it's done in a way that only Williams could do, man. You know, when he gets that serious tone and he drops a few decibel levels and he gets serious for a moment and it just wrecks you, man. It's like, that's, it's just beautiful. The love these two have for each other. It's just beautiful. Watch the birdcage. But what was your question? I was going to say, would you go French or the remake? Which one, was your, which one has got oh, you? The remake's worthy, you know. The remake's honestly worthy. I mean, watch them both. But yeah. put it this way. Unlike with Old Boy, where if you only saw the remake, you'd be doing yourself an injustice. If you saw the birdcage, no injustice. Fair enough. Fair enough. You're number four. Purple Noon. The fuck is that? It's an Italian slash French movie built in 1955. Right. Made in 1955. In 1999, we called it The Talented Mr. Ripley. 
No fucking way. <laughs> and the character <laughs> is Tom Ripley. No it way. Is Tom Ripley, the guy who envies the lifestyle of his friends that he's with. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The talent yeah. again, and no I, I was so way. tempted when you said for people who talk about originality and shit. Yeah. I wanted to jump, and I'm like, no, no, it's your number three. Shut up, shut up. Let the world hear it. The talented Mr. Ripley. Number four. I hope. Come on. I hope that's your number four. Oh shit, that's my number three. Well, you jumped. I jumped. Switch <laughs> order. Excited, but yeah, it was switch order. But oh, the other one. I, I think it might be on your list as well. I would hope yeah. so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes, talented Mr. Ripley. No fucking way. That might be a movie that people might not be familiar with, so entertain. This is the story of Tom Ripley, the guy who he's in university and he's he goes over it's the Italian um what do you call it? Riviera? I believe so, yeah. Yeah, the Italian Riviera, where he goes with his friend played by Jude Law and fiance by Gwyneth Paltrow, and he just is so envious of the lifestyle that they live yeah. and how it is a true story of how the other side live it gets dark when it comes oh, to yeah. what he's willing to do to live like the other yeah one. boy it is a very very interesting movie with a lot of respect to the whole cast but Matt Damon this is where I have you know Matt Damon is a top star he, he, he is a top star no but you know there was you know in the, around this time it was still the Damon Affleck and oh, he he, grad, he just gradually just kept pushing that boat and was like yeah fuck you I'm the guy and I thought he was fuck you I'm the guy from the beginning Goodwill Hunting yeah yeah but a lot of, it, it, was... it, it just it just took a lot of time for the world to accept it that he was the better one of the two no I mean he is he is it, this, it's not again <laughs> it's not it's, it's not no it's not Affleck like is was... a hell of a director but yeah when it comes to acting like there's this not a game no Matt Damon, Matt Damon is yeah yeah, he's, he's a top guy. He's a top guy. He really is. So that was, yeah, okay, my number four. Your number four. <laughs> my number four. Another French film called La Totale. Which is what my number four was meant to be. <laughs> that is what my number four was meant to be. So I can take it away. <laughs> cool. <laughs> so that was your number four, so we've actually spoiled your number three. Cool. But yeah. that was your number four, right? Yeah. So La Totale. Which, you've heard me say this before, I honestly believe to be the greatest action film ever fucking made. Because La Totale, in the mid-90s, got turned into an Arnold Schwarzenegger and Jamie Lee Curtis masterpiece called True Lies. What a film! What a film. Like, you want to talk 90s action? It is is 90s in a bundle. Nothing (laughs) touches this. I mean nothing. Not Terminator, not Jurassic Park, not nothing. In terms of, you want to understand what the 90s was about? It was about terrorists shipping in illegal weapons in in, uh, ancient bloody Middle Eastern statues. It was Arnold Schwarzenegger playing a computer salesman by the day and being a CIA agent by night, married to Jamie Lee Curtis, who doesn't appear to be beautiful until, oh my God, she's amazing. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> a young, very young Eliza Dushku playing the daughter who gets kidnapped by said terrorist, and it's a big fucking horse chasing a motorbike across rooftops <laughs> galore of bangness. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> That's the 90s. <laughs> that, that was the 90s. Was the 90s. Yeah. That outlandish action that just somehow made sense. And when the horse doesn't jump the building, you get angry with the horse. Look at me when I'm talking to you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's a true life. You call yourself a police officer. Come on. It, it's how... It's how... 
it's how the secret life and the real life start to clash, you know? Yeah. yeah it was a really good, yeah. I have to see that. Too. The minute I saw it, I was like, I have to see the original. I have yeah. to see it. Have you seen it? Yes. I think True Lies is better. <laughs> it, it can happen. It can happen. It can happen. I think True Lies might be better. It can happen. Just because True Lies embodied the 90s. Like, obviously, Le Chute wasn't from the 90s. Sorry, Le Total wasn't it was. from the 90s. It was. Was it? 91. Oh, so this was a quick remake. Yeah, three years apart. Oh, it stole its thunder in a major way. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes they do. Sometimes they do. Yeah. This would be the one on the list I would say, this might be better. <laughs> I hear you. I hear this you. This might be better. It just had it all. Even the supporting cast of Tom Arnold. Yeah, and yeah. Fucking oh, R.I.P. What's his face? Game over, man. Riggs from um, Aliens. Bill Paxton. Yeah. Bill Paxton, yeah. Yeah. Don't kill me, man. Come on. I'm so tired. <laughs> I, can I get a little dick? So, oh, you pissed yeah. yourself. <laughs> I didn't want to. I was about to say that. Yeah, no, it, was, it was. It was big. Yeah. Oh, that film. That so many, so many fun memories of True Lies. So many fun memories. Right. So that was your number four, and your number three was the talented Mr. Ripley. So we're going to have to jump into my number three, <laughs> a remake of a Chinese film called Infernal Affairs. We have got the one that finally won Martin Scorsese, his Punt. director, Punt. The Departed. Punt. Punt. Okay. Okay. Your number two. Um, they both have the same name. It's a 1955 UK movie. It was done in 2004 with Tom Hanks. Hmm. The Lady Killers. I never saw The Lady Killers. Very fun movie. I was it actually? I heard a lot of mixed things about it. I don't know why. I really enjoyed it. Yeah? Like, I remember... It was one of those films that actually went to the cinema for, like, completely unaware. Completely unaware Fair. of what I was going to see. And I went in there... They're basically they're, they're robbers, aren't they? They're they, planning to rob a casino, and what they've and done using is they've an old hired lady's a home basement. Tunnel, and right? what they're doing is, to her knowledge, they are about uh, an orchestra rehearsing. So he's like Tom Hanks is the um, master ceremony, you know, he's very sovereign. And excuse me, I thank you very much. And you know, he, he plays it so well. And then she finds out what they're genuinely up to. Mm. And now their plan is to have to silence her. So the plan is they're going to have to get rid of her. Lady kill her. Exactly. <laughs> it's in the title. It's not a spoiler. But, you know, you know, it's, it's like taking candy from a baby and you see it sometimes. How easy it is to taking candy from a baby? How easy is it to kill an old lady? Yeah. <laughs> and the story unfolds. And, it, yeah, <laughs> apparently there's a... I remember coming back to my dad, oh my God, I love this film. And he goes, Lady Killers? That's an old film. What do you mean it's an old film? And then we found out, yeah, that it was a 1955, like... No way! UK original to it. So. How old is your dad now? No, my dad's not born in 1955. I was going to say. Just <laughs> I was going to say. My dad's a 60s baby, don't worry about it. I that. do not remember Mr. Jordan being that old. <laughs> no, 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 he's not, he's not. But he was, like, he... You know, the same way we've probably seen... Look, let's say we've seen Rocky. Yeah. You know, that's a 70s movie where 80s born. Yeah. You know? That's true. Yeah. So fair, 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 fair. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah, I guess there's always that generation gap, isn't there, with yeah. films? Fair, so that was your number two. Yeah. My number two, I, I, this is the one that made me go, no fucking way. Also a Chinese film. Okay. City on Fire, which gave us Quentin Tarantino's first ever film, Reservoir Dogs. No. Yeah. 
Reservoir Dogs is a remake. Nah. You wouldn't See, have thought you it, would you? have. But it makes sense knowing Tarantino. Of course, because he's yeah. so international yeah. with his film. Yeah. But that's the one, like... This is what put him on the map. Yeah, this is yeah, the one yeah, where yeah, people yeah. were like, this is the most original thing we've seen in a millennia. This but is... it wasn't. <laughs> but it wasn't. It's a remake of a Chinese film, which I have not seen, called City on Fire. Now, I found out about this, and I was like, has to be a typo. And then you start researching, and you start digging. And there's even interviews, which you can find there on YouTube, where Tarantino is quoted as having said... Yes, yeah, City on Fire strongly influenced me. And then the reporter actually pushed him going, influence you or... And then you see Tarantino laughing going, okay, fine. I've basically remade City on Fire. Like, there's video of him saying this. And it's like, damn, G. Really? That's a mad Really? Because that... I mean, it's always a toss-up between that and Pulp Fiction, isn't it? Like, what's the greatest Tarantino? Yeah. For you, more Kill Bill. I know that. Yeah. But... <laughs> Guilty. Um, yeah. Yeah, but um, those are the two that most are, people, are, present are, company are, excluded, will go for. They are, yeah, they are. They are the most talked about, aren't they? Let's be honest. In, in yeah, where or not. do you know what scared me? I said, like, "Oh, please don't make Pop Fiction be a remake." It's not. <laughs> <laughs> but how do, you, how do you remake Confusion? Yeah, how do you remake Confusion? Yeah. Like, as I always say to people, love the film, explain it. No one. <laughs> it's not even worthy of it right now. But yeah. Oh, I attempted once. Yeah, I, exactly. I gave you what some wanky university <laughs> student might tell you. The fabric of modern day Los Angeles is turned on its head when a group of people look for a case for their boss who we can think has had made a deal with the devil based on the plaster behind his neck and it's an attempt for them to find his soul set in a postmodern world. Shut up! <laughs> exactly. Just fuck off with that shit. Mm. But yeah. We can all do it. You read a book. Good for you. <laughs> Well Reservoir Dogs is a remake. Can you believe it? That is that's a, that's a What was your number two? Lady Killers. Lady Killers, that's it, right. Quick punt. Oh, sorry, not quick punt. Quick um intermission. Yes. My part. I apologize for there not being any competitions recently. We got more goodies. The competitions are back. I can assure you. They're coming back this coming week. Um also, other podcasts. Yes. Plug. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> okay. You, do you know what? For some reason, I think I was going to mention something wrestling related in one of the stuff that we've done, but it never came up. But as much as we love movies, we love the world of wrestling. Mm. Vince McMahon owned wrestling is the main focus of what we're going to go because we could go all over the place, but we're talking WWE. So anyone who's into the world of wrestling, be sure to catch the Ministry of Wrestling podcast, which is out there. Um, we Currently have, on Spreaker, yep. still waiting for iTunes approval, but it's a matter of time, not a question it's coming, of it. It's coming, so it's there. It is there. Um, but either way, it's there for you guys to to enjoy. Um, you could be very interested to hear our Royal Rumble predictions, which kind of pissed me off because my entrant wasn't even in the Rumble, but I'm not going to go into it too much. Who was your say, entrant? Mine was Miz. I'm sure I said I'd like to see uh, No, 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 no. No, take it back. Take it back. My actual prediction went on to win but, but I, like, I think everyone's actual prediction went on to win <laughs> but no Miz was another one and I that's part of the problem good. tune into the ministry to yeah. find out why that's a problem we, we, we can go deep on this we can go deep on this but um, 
Yeah, no, so that's the one. Ministry of Wrestling. Currently on Spreaker. Who knows, by the time you hear this, it may actually be iTunes approved I'm as well. actually checking as we speak. So, <laughs> Believe it or not. <laughs> so, no. We, we, we're we going to talk wrestling. We will do um, pay-per-views and the week that followed behind it, just so you have a bit of a fallout. It depends. If it's interesting enough, You might we might be able to summarise the whole week. But there's a lot of shows. and there There's a lot people. of shows and a lot there's of a, shit to there's discuss. A, there's a lot to discuss and we have a lot of films to discuss in order to deliver the Rushmore that we have. Oh my God, the Ministry of Wrestling is officially on iTunes. I'm not even lying, look. I just got pinged. Okay. Literally. Literally. news. You're sharing this with us, people. We're in. We're in. We're in. It so, is actually there. Now, currently on iTunes. <laughs> so, while we're at it. Oh, I'm fucking happy about we're, that, we're mate. Same. That's, That's what you call good timing. That is perfect timing. So, just as we said at the beginning of this one, I'm going to do it during the intermission for the other one. Please be sure to like, subscribe, and share with everyone who's into the world of wrestling. Again, there's a lot of shows, guys. That's why we can't do... Again, I could touch upon AEW. I could do a bit of ROH. I could do a new bit in New Japan. But there is so much. And in a world where we've got 10 movies to watch as well, it's a shitload of stuff. We do... Tr- and we have... And we have one thing. We have employment. Yeah. So the more you subscribe, the more... This is free of charge for <laughs> you. <laughs> the more that a sponsor gradually wants to come in, the more we have to tell work, get lost, the more we can talk and entertain. Yeah. But currently, I have to jump on... <laughs> the cash wagon. Exactly. Yeah. So it... Otherwise, it's a long walk. London's a big old place. <laughs> well, it's that. And evictions and food. You know, the basic stuff of why I have to go to work. To adulting. <laughs> exactly. Adulting. adulting. It yeah. sucks. We're adulting. It? But at the moment, these podcasts keep us... Um, Someone actually ones. put a really good meme out the other day on how to be an adult. Um, it was, pay your bills, wear deodorant, don't smoke meth. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, there you go. There you go. Oh, we had a joke at work, actually. Yeah, here we go, talking work. Was um, this guy... By the way, that's not a joke. Kids don't smoke. No, don't, don't, don't. We have a AV technician who's fond of the wacky backy, as it were. I won't go any further. I'm not going to name. However, one of our colleagues had some crackers from from old Christmas parties, being in hospitality, where later on in the year, he goes to, "Do you want some crackers to take home?" The guy understood. Do you want to go home to smoke crack? And he's like, no! Why would I want to go home and do that? So it kind of linked it to, no! I don't do that! No! Good, he's adulting. He's adulting, exactly. So, yeah, these are these are the points that we're at. Well, we've got about five minutes of studio say, time left, so... Let's come back in. That was just us adulting. What's your number one? We, you, I punted on it, dude. Internal affairs. Infernal right? Okay, yeah. yeah, Infernal Affairs. And we know what your number one is yes. because it was a heavy punt and I overly insulted you. It was, a lot, it was a lot of fun, but let me, okay, let's do yours. Let, yeah. You do <laughs> you. It started with me, so let's end with me. Um, no, end with you because it started with me. Um, the Departed. Yeah. Great movie. Fucking great, great movie. movie. I was shocked as shit to find out that <laughs> it was a remake. remake. Fuck. You know, the, 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 the ultimate role reversal movie, as I like to call it. Oh, man. You've got the gangster with the police. Based on Whitey Bulger. Yeah. Real, real criminal. Okay. Yeah. That Whitey Bulger, Johnny Depp played him recently in Black Mass. Yes, yes. Same yes, villain. Yes. That was basically who they based Jack Nicholson's character off. Well, they, some you... say that's who he was kind of meant to be, but they called him Frank Costello. Yeah. But, I mean, he was meant to be Whitey Bulger. Okay. But then you get remakes like that. For instance, talking of Scarface that you mentioned. Yeah. It's Elliot Ness. Yeah. 
There you go. Exactly. You know, everyone's on this whole thing. Yeah, watch the Untouchables. It's the other side of the story. Yeah, <laughs> it's just the way it goes. You know, you dramatize it. You do it. Yeah, so that's quite interesting, actually. It's a hell of a film. The cast is oh, just powerful. Stellar. Powerful, powerful. DiCaprio, Matt Damon, Martin Sheen, Mark Wahlberg, fucking Nicholson, Jack Nicholson, Ray Winston, Alec Baldwin. I mean, it's it's keep going on. It's big. Vera Farmiga. Yeah. How dare I forget? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Vera. Oh, I like Vera Farmiga a lot. I think she's she's so hot. She's so so careful. Careful. Hold on. No, no. I don't give a fuck. Fuck the PC babies. I'm a wax lyrical about Vera. In, in I wax Vera. Fuck. Touche, Jeff. Touche, roleplay. Role in the same podcast that we've just talked about the different types of gays, we're now talking about... Um, the different types of straights. <laughs> exactly. No, this, this could be very dangerous. I give a fuck, man. Look, I love her as a talent, but I also love her talent. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I just, you know, everyone always goes on about the same girls in Hollywood. I'm like, give me Vera Farmiga, man. This is it. Sometimes you, fucking sometimes so you get these again hidden gems. Oh you know, man, like she's the jewel in the crown. They don't get the same attention. Oh and my it's like, goodness! But she does deserve it. <laughs> you know? Yeah, there's something oh so sexy and powerful about her. But that's a perfect tangent. Sexy, sex icon, indeed. Marilyn Monroe, the original. From a German film called The Liebe van Farben. No! The Liebe van Farben. Yes, but you, my friend, are sadly wrong. Edutain me. Because. Was that before, a remake as well? Yes. No. It was, because I believe that came in 1937. However, van Farben, two years, yeah. yeah, two years before that was Fanfare d'Amour, a French movie. So a French movie influenced the German, German movie, movie, which influenced yeah. it. Because Some Like It Hot is categorically based on, fa- sorry, not Der Liebe Fanfaren, Fanfaren Der Liebe. Which is Fanfare of Love. Fanfares of Love. But yeah, yeah Fanfare of Love is Damn. the original 1935 French movie. This is an interesting one, this movie. Because in one way, it's, it's a perfect time capsule for the time. But in another way, picking up on the whole PC Babies thing and about how we've got to be so accepting of everything... In a modern context, this movie has depth that it never intended to have. Yeah. It was never meant to have this depth. And if we hadn't become so open-minded and evolved as we are now, it wouldn't. For those of you who haven't seen it, first off, no excuse. It's on Netflix. You have no excuse. It is a classic. If you've never seen Marilyn Monroe, this is where you want to start. I mean, my missus actually made a perfect comment. Because if you look at her in this movie... She's not sleek, petite, and slender. She's not small. She's a plus size. Yeah, girl. yeah, that's that's one thing. One of my friends actually posted on Facebook. Like he's got a massive Monroe poster. He's like because she broke the mold of what it, you know, like. What well, the, no, what, actually, what she didn't. Mo- that was the mold, and then Twiggy came along and broke the mold and said all women have to be skinny. Okay, that's actually what happened. All right, fair play. Entertained um, yeah. <laughs> the entertainment. Fucking twiggy. Um, <laughs> women, you can thank her for that. But no, but my missus made a really great comment. She went, ah, to live in a time where you could be sexy and eat cookies. And it's true. You could tell Marilyn Monroe liked food. Like, she, she wasn't, we're not talking fat, but by today's ridiculous standards of what women are supposed to look like which by the way ladies I do not support you should be able to look however you want power to you but Marilyn Monroe was very much like here's my curves and I'm proud of her. do you know what 
Here, here's a statement I saw on Instagram. A lady saying, oh, I'm so fat. And someone goes, no, you're, you're, you're really pretty. I said, I'm fat, not ugly. Mm. And that's a, that follows on to what you're saying. Yeah. Size doesn't define beauty. No, it Sorry. doesn't. But we're, we're, we're basically focusing too much on yeah. the row here. The movie itself is about two, two wise guys from New York who they, I think one's a sax player and one's a, a bassist. And they're witness to a murder, right? And they managed to escape when they're being held at gunpoint. And now the mafia from New York are on, they're on the run because the mafia are on to them. And they're thinking, how the fuck can we get out of here? We don't have a penny to our name. And then they find this position, this, this position for two, a bassist and a sax Sorry? Cool. A, a bassist and a sax player. But here's the kicker. Women, women band. All women band. So they pretend to be women, right? Now... One of these women, actually a man, but one of these women gets a thing for Marilyn Monroe and starts playing a double life because Marilyn Monroe happens to be in this band and happens to be keen on alcohol and keen on partying and keen on the fun life. And the other one, who's supposed to have his friends back, starts getting hit up on by one of the rich boys from down in Florida. And then... The thing, I'm going to spoil the ending here slightly. As they're getting away, they're getting away on the, you know, one of them got Monroe as he wanted, and the other one, who's still dressed as a woman, is on the front of the boat, speeding away with the rich guy from Florida. And the guy, rich guy's like, oh, you're perfect. He's like, no, I'm not. I'm not for you. He's like, oh, but you are. I love you. And the guy literally rips his wig off, and he goes, I'm a man. And the rich guy goes, no one's perfect. And then the credits roll. And it's like, for the time for the 1940s, that was not meant to be deep. That was literally yeah. meant to be tongue-in-cheek. Ha-ha, here's a funny way that we're going to laugh at homosexuality and laugh at it, the whole thing because it's 1940. It's a lot like white chicks. Yeah. yeah. When he's like, when he does the, yeah, he was, but you're black. You know, it's not, it was more, yeah, I'm kind of, it's the same thing. It's like, yeah. Yeah, it's more for the joke, however it gets a bit deeper, further... Yeah, yeah. If you watch it through the prism of the 1940s, that is literally them Comedy. laughing yeah. at homosexuality, saying it's, you know, it's not a, it's not good, it's bad, yada, yada, yada. You watch it through... Sorry about the noise, guys, that's outside. If you watch it through a modern prism, literally, it's quite deep. Yeah. Because that's a, char- a male character saying to another character, nobody's perfect. It's creating an equality between men and women, which wasn't originally meant to be part of the script. It's a complete interpretation on my part, but I'm seeing it through the prism of a modern audience. It is, but in the same breath, we have to be careful because, some will say, let's just clarify, should I say, we are not saying homosexuality is an imperfection. They were. They were. They were. They were. They bloody but were. In the same breath, acceptance was the deeper meaning of it. That you know, irrelevant of you being a man, this could work. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, just wanted to put that. We were not saying with the word imperfection. We don't agree with that. It's, everyone is free to choose. As yeah, much. yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Okay, Rushmore, this bad boy. Now I need to put make a pitch for Marilyn on there. You can't, you can't, I can't because put Marilyn. Just she's be... never been on one of our lists, ever. No, no, no. But it's, she it's, it's... hardly ever gets brought up on this Rushmore. We are about the edutainment, and I guarantee to you, a lot of podcast listeners, of course, have heard of the name Marilyn Monroe, will seen, not have seen the it's film. A good, it's a good one to see, so I can do that. I, I, I'm down with that. 
I'm done with that. All right, I'm listening. Let's be honest. Uh, let's be honest. The Departed is a kick-ass film, but which everyone will have seen. Yeah. Okay. Right. In that. Oh, see, I'm tempted to do the. Blue, shall we go with Blue Street? But I'm tempted. I'm more interested in seeing the original. Yeah, that's just <laughs> that's the twist on that. Um, True, True lies, lies people done, would have seen. Reservoir Dogs, everyone would have talented seen. Talented Mr. Ripley. It's a strong movie as an original. Haven't seen that as a remake. Don't know about the original. Hmm. See, I've got so many that have got these different aspects of why it can work. I quite like to put the birdcage on there. See, I was doing that as well. <sighs> Because I feel like, as I mentioned when we were doing our rundown, I feel like that's one of the Robin Williams movies that but just, just doesn't that, get not just, that, not just that. More to the point, it's one that we can actually say outdone the original. I think it did, you know. So then that that makes it a strong, ver- you know, what this whole thing is about. Okay, strong so, remake. Cool. So some like it hot on the birdcage. See, and we got Total Recall. Total Recall. So that's all I to tell I'm going oh. Um... True Lies, I think we've just done it so many times. Hey, it's big, mate. Everyone knows it. It's an Arnie movie. Come I know, on. I know, it's See, the I know. I'm tempted to go with Oscar, but some people might really want to hang me for it, but it's a personal, it's a personal gem of mine. This is where it gets difficult. Because, again, I think as much as everyone's seen it, and we, well, yes, we're out to educate... The Departed is such a strong movie that you can't fuck If we were going to put a gangster one in there, I'd actually go Reservoir Dogs over The Departed. Because that's, that. that's because sh- everyone knows that Departed, or nearly everyone knows that it's a remake. <laughs> Fucking no one knows Reservoir is a remake. I, okay, right. On that sense, okay, I'll give it to you on that. Because, I, I mean, I didn't know, but it doesn't mean the rest of the world didn't know. Mate, no one knows this. Okay, cool. No, I've never met anyone who would know that Reservoir Dogs is a remake. Okay. Like, I literally, I turned to my office because I was researching this during my lunch. I was like, you yeah, know, remakes, fun for the rest of my dogs, what the fuck? And I literally, I said out loud, what the fuck? And my boss turned to me and went, what? I went, rest of our dogs is your remake? He went, no, it's not. I went, fucking Google it. And it sort of started the chain reaction in the office. And I was like, damn. It's, no, it's there. I can work with that from the shock. And then do you want to put Oscar talented Mr. Ripley on? I'll go with Ripley. We got it? I think Ripley's, yeah. As much as I love Oscar, Oscar will find it stay one day. <laughs> Oscar will find it stay one day. Right. Let me just get all this down. I'm wondering. You, you got you're, something else to pick? Bro, I'm just wondering, are Birdcage and some, I mean, they're different. Are they two, like, we've got like two comedies. I'm just, but then we want to replace it for a comedy anyway. Old boy would not win. Vanilla Sky, I can't remember enough about. Godzilla would have been. No, it's got too many issues. Yeah, yeah. Lady Killers would have been interesting, but again, it wasn't a wide popular movie. Are, are you hesitating just, taking one off? Some like it. Oh, it's not going anywhere. We're just, I'm no, just no, to no. be clear on that. No, I'm just, I don't have a beef with Birdcage, but I was just wondering if there was something else. Sound of music would have been interesting. Oh, you just convinced me. <laughs> Even the ring. Now nah, everyone knows the ring's a Japanese but the original, film. Like, yeah, everyone people, knows. yeah, everyone knows about that. But we've got the kind of shock value with oh my god, it's a it's a it's a remake with Reservoir. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's go, let's go. Because I think, yeah, I can work with that. So, uh, all right, cool. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, the official movie Mount Rushmore of foreign films, remakes of foreign films in no particular order is... The talented Mr. Ripley. Our second entry is... Reservoir Dogs. Our third entry is... The Birdcage. Our final entry into remakes of foreign films that you fucking didn't know about is... Some Like It Hot. And do you know what? That was a double. That's why Some Like It Hot has to be there because it's a double foreign remake. From French to German to American. Yeah. Yeah. That's madness. I didn't know it was a French thing too. Yeah. That was good. That was that was interesting, and I, I'm 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 putting my hand up. I'm on a journey to see originals based on this, and I encourage you guys to do that too. Also, just wanted to throw it out there: Three Men and a Baby, Tango and Cash, The Ring, and The Parent Trap are also remakes. The Parent Trap. The Parent Trap. That's uh, you might be better with the German than I am. Which one? Where are we at? That one there. Das Doppelte Lochten. Loch. Lochen. Lochen. Sorry. Yeah. The Parent Trap. Remake. German remake. No way. Yeah. <laughs> Have I got any that need mentioning? It hasn't come up. So I had the birdcage department. Twelve Monkeys. Yes, I saw that as well. Yeah. That's a remake yeah. of a French film too. Insomnia. Yes, that was another Christopher Nolan's that film. Was also shot. Insomnia, which by the same name is a Danish film. Couldn't fucking believe that. And yeah, those are the only ones that stood out otherwise. And again, we've done Marta. Just in case anyone's seen the American <laughs> Just in case anyone's seen it. They're out there. We don't speak of that film. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. In a very good way. It's a fucking great yeah. film, but we just don't speak it's deep. of it. It's too, too deep. It's too deep, for too deep isn't it? <laughs> okay, guys. Well, thank you very much for joining us. Um, while we're on it, again, do hit the Silver Screen Dude um, Instagram page. That's where you'll be able to enter the competition and hopefully pick the next topic that we're talking about. Um, do, again, like and subscribe on iTunes. That is Moving Without Rushmore. Obviously, you know that because you're listening, but <laughs> just in case you don't know. And again, the Ministry of Wrestling is now on iTunes too. So yeah, I do encourage, if you are into the world of sports entertainment, give us a like, subscribe, oh, and give us a chance. Oh, with a yes. <laughs> I'm going to get into that when we are there. But okay, guys, thank you very much. Until the next time, I am the one AJ. Oh, you didn't know I am Nico Luro. Signing out. See ya. Bye.